Impact Wrestling finally happened, and as we all predicted, ratings are going through the roof, hitting their all-time best numbers on Twitch and great numbers on IXTV. And this exciting episode of Impact Wrestling mostly didn't disappoint. We heard from Kenny Omega, Tony Khan, and Tony Schiavone, and we had a lot, a lot of solid wrestling. But before we start, I will admit, I barely watch Impact nowadays. After a big hype for Slammiversary, I watched Impact for about a month and then dropped out again. I truly believe they could have done a better job of captivating people and making them want to see another episode next week. But even with the fact that I barely watched Impact, I know for a fact that they're still pulling good shows every single week with good and wacky storylines and this show was exactly this a lot of solid wrestling like in our opener between chris sapien and josh alexander or next match tgp versus brian mars both matches were good and had some similarities with chris sapien trying to use his speed to overcome alexander's strength and tgp who tried to use his speed and technicality to submit mars Opener ended with Sabian getting a quick roll-up for three count after a very good match and after a very unnecessary interference from Ethan Page, who was on the ringside throughout this whole match. And throughout this match, he tried to make Josh as vicious as possible, which at the end only cost him a victory. And it seems like this storyline so far will lead to a full North dissension due to Ethan Page's contract running up at the end of this year. Actually, this set of taping was his last, and nobody knows what the hell he will do next in his career. Will he go to AEW, will he stay in Impact, or whether he will go to WWE? We're gonna have to wait and see, but for now, everything we know, North is not okay, and probably they're going to break up. But in the next match, surprisingly, TGP lost to Brian Myers, and I know some of you are thinking, wait, Kurt Hawkins, now Brian Myers, he had this gimmick in WWE of a constant loser, he has a different gimmick now, uh, what is it? Well, he has a gimmick of a pure wrestler, and this gimmick is fine, I actually enjoy it, something that is not fine, it's him taking a victory, why? Well, in the next segment, we're gonna see the current X Division Champion confront TGP and tell him that the next pay-per-view, next Sunday, he'll be the only one who will no longer gonna be able to challenge him for the X Division title in his open challenge. Which most likely gonna lead to TGP come out as a suicide, win the match, reveal himself to be TGP, and then celebrate with the title. Which means... He didn't have to lose this match at all. But you know what? I'm just gonna roll with it because the whole juicy part just getting started. Because next we have one of the best and without a doubt the funniest thing on the show, Tony Khan's paid advertisement. And oh my god, this thing was hilarious. Starting from, hey, Kenny. I could have actually stopped you appearing on Impact if I wanted to by just basically suing you, but I won't. 
saying that he could have easily bought Impact Wrestling if he wanted to, which is a nice settled thing to say because a lot of people started to speculate before the show, maybe, just maybe, Tony Khan will actually buy Impact to make it some sort of a dynamite replacement or a place where dynamite talents that are not usually on TV can practice and have some screen time, which is a nice thing to think about, but it will not happen 100% guarantee. But the funniest thing was Tony Schiavone who proves to me and to all of you that he is a pure gold. Some of his comments were absolutely hilarious and the one that absolutely killed me was, yeah, I was an impact for one night and then I left the business for 18 years. It just straight up killed me. The funniest thing on the show, quite possibly the best thing on the show, apart from Kenny Omega's interview, it was just great. After this, we had Eric Young who beat Cody Denaire in a very throwaway match with nothing special happening in it, uh, apart from maybe Rhino appearing at the end after the match, trying to save Cody Denaire from Eric Young beat up. Uh, after this, we had Another throwaway match between Rosemary and Taya Valkyria versus Donna Parasso, the world champion, if you forgot, the knockout champion, and Kimberly in a tournament match to declare the knockout tag team champions. As I said, again, throwaway match with some cool moves from a couple of women, but overall, a little bit too sloppy, a little bit too long for my taste, but still, not a bad match. After this, we had another dodgy segment because it was a Sammy Callahan promo, and if you haven't followed the storyline fully, he tried to explain it for new viewers, but not very much successfully. Because what we found out in this promo is Sammy Callahan is a viewer's bringer. He once upon a time, a couple of years ago, beat up Eddie Edwards with a baseball bat, and for recent actions, Ken Shamrock was suspended for a whole month. But then he was rudely interrupted by his wife, and she said she didn't come alone, and Eddie Edwards beat up Sammy Callahan after this. As I said, as a person who didn't follow the story fully, I didn't fully enjoy the segment. It wasn't bad, but it was a little bit out of place. Then we had our in-ring main event, Chris Bay and Moose versus Rich Swan, Impact World Champion, and Willie Mack. It was a great match, starting at a pace of 100 between Chris Bay and Rich Swan, doing a lot of flippy shit because uh, this is exactly what they do, and then bringing Willie Mack, who can do a lot of flippy stuff as well, but also he's a bit lad that will allow him to do a lot of strong style shit. That's why you need to bring Moose to slow down the pace, absolutely brutalize Willie Mack, and allow Chris Bay to take an opportunity and take a pin after a dead body of Willie Mack will lay down at the middle of the ring after a great looking spear and awful punches right in the face from the Moose. As I said, it was a good match, very fast paced, very interesting to see Chris Bay picking up a victory before his match at next Sunday 
for the world title against Rich Swan. As I said, good match. Looking forward for Rich Swan versus Chris Bay because Chris Bay is a star in the making and he should be the future world champion down the line. Next Sunday, not so sure, but overall, without a doubt. But now it's time to talk about the main event, the talking point of the show, the most important thing of the show, Kenny Omega's interview. And before this interview even started, we had a beautiful angle with Rich Swan trying to go on the parking lot where Kenny Omega was with Don Carlos and his boss, but security guard didn't let him by saying simply, you're not on the list and the champ is already there. Rich Swan responded like, hell nah, I'm the champion. If that moves once again, I swear to God I'm gonna break the living shit of him, but no. Security guard just replied, not Moose, the champion, Kenny Omega there. And Rich Swan couldn't get in, he was so pissed off, but he couldn't do anything. He just turned around, flipped some trash cans and walked away. It's a nice angle to set up possibly a future match between Kenny Omega and Rich Swan because we'll understand why in just a minute. Because inside the bus we had one of the most anticipated interviews of this year where Don Callis said, how long do you think it was all in the making? A month, a two, a year? No, 27 years. I was there for Kenny Omega as an invisible hand. I was there to make his potential shine and here to make him great. The greatest wrestler of all times. And I succeeded. Some people create memories. Some people create history. And Kenny Omega agreed with this statement saying that, hey, they changed the history once three years ago when he faced against Chris Jericho and this match helped to create AEW. That's what Tony Khan said on multiple occasions. But most importantly, we found out possibly the new gimmick of Kenny Omega, the collector, because he talked about his passion when he was younger, collecting comic books. But he quickly realized no matter how much money he spent, he couldn't get the rarest one of them all, but right now, he has the rarest prize of them all in all wrestling enterprise, and that's the AEW World Championship. And he wants to add some titles to his collection. Who knows, maybe it's gonna be a Rich Swan titles, maybe it's gonna be another title in AAA, Ring of Honor, anywhere you want. And that is so goddamn exciting. We don't know when we're gonna have a proper follow-up. We don't know when he's gonna show up at Impact once again. We don't know what he's gonna do next. But as I said, this is very exciting. A lot of people already fantasy booking him facing against all the champions, getting a lot of gold from Impact to Ring of Honor, possibly even NWA, and then going to New Japan to face against Kota Ibushi, who will win the title at Wrestle Kingdom. Beautiful storytelling, and 
I cannot wait because we already created so many interesting booking ideas in our hands and it will be very intriguing to see how AW will be able to portray them in this current world where collaboration between promotion is still a little bit of a weird thing and most importantly there is still a pandemic so if you're gonna travel a lot well it's gonna be hard to come back to Jacksonville every single week but overall great addition of impact beautiful beautiful promo by Kenny Omega and Don Callis and I cannot wait to see more thank you guys for listening and hear you soon